This is PodSpot, the unofficial UK HubSpot podcast brought to you by Clients First. Hello and welcome to PodSpot, the UK's only HubSpot-themed podcast. If you've not joined us before, uh, PodSpot is a bi-weekly look at the latest updates from HubSpot. Uh, we provide practical hints and tips. And we have a, a special guest every week uh, as well, talking to us all th- about all things HubSpot. So um, this week, we're going to be talking about the uh, sales tools in particular. Um, we've had a bit of a concentration on automation and around the, uh, the CMS over the, the last few episodes. So yeah, a bit of a sales-based podcast today. And uh, to join me um, to talk about sales, I've got John Pittam, who is MD at Clients First. Hello, John. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? I think all the uh, audience and listeners may be a bit disappointed you introducing me as a special guest. They were probably <laughs> expecting someone far more grander than than myself. But anyway, anyway, let's let's talk sales. Yeah, definitely. I think by the end of it, you know, once you've given your knowledge, wisdom and experience over to everyone, you will be seen as a special guest. You're very so. generous, Matt. Very <laughs> generous. <laughs> So yes, thanks for joining me today. Uh, so we've worked with uh, you know a lot of clients uh, in helping them improve their sales capabilities over the years. Um, first of all, just wondered if you could start off by sharing your thoughts on you know what clients are looking for in relation to sales tools. Yeah, I, I absolutely, and and. I think it's changed, hasn't it? It's changed over the years from, you know, I remember my first job, what, 25 years ago when I was field sales and, you know, driving around um, parts of the UK in a car and a mobile phone. And and that was the extent of my technology. Um, You know, now it is incredibly digital in terms of, you know, the tools and capability we're giving to salespeople. So, um, you know, um, whether that's an app on the phone, whether it's access to real-time data and insight in relation to the customer base, you, you know, the, the tools and, and access to information is just greater than ever. And the salespeople that, that I guess, have these tools, have this information, uh, tend to be able to put themselves ahead of the game in terms of being able to connect and with, with you know, the right audience and convert customers quicker, et cetera. So um, it's come a long way. It's all going digital, supported by content and, and other areas of marketing, et cetera. But um, yeah, there, there's there's some powerful capability out there for, for sales teams that can harness it. Yeah, I think it's been emphasized really recently as well, you know, with everybody having to work remotely um, and start to use digital platforms a lot more. I think these tools have really come into their own recently. I don't know what you think about that, um, but I found a lot more use out of some of the sales tools uh, over the last few months than I, you know they have in the past. I, I think I think you're right. You know, over the last few months of as we've been in lockdown and and you know the COVID pandemic, etc. You know, sales teams have had to adjust. Um, you know, working from home, etc. And digital tools have really come to the fore. You know. Traditional field-based teams are um, now working from home, and I think that that will, you know, in the brave new world or the new normal, whenever that might be, I think we're going to see fewer sales teams out on the road. I think more people are going to be using video, and, and actually, this at this time, the enhancement in terms of sales capability, I think, has been pretty significant because it's it's almost forced salespeople um, to start using digital tools to make their role far more effective because they can't use the traditional methods of, of going to a meeting and booking meetings, you know, face-to-face, et cetera. 
let's start with, well, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of the tools within HubSpot, some of the sales tools specifically. Um, but just to start off, um, I think it would be worth talking about the CRM itself um, and more specifically records. Um, as you know, uh, you, HubSpot captures a huge amount of data on uh, customers and clients. And, you know, this data is often a goldmine for salespeople. So how does this work within the CRM and how does the CRM uh, really enable salespeople to um, have more contextual conversation? Well, I think importantly, it, it's about the structure of the data and giving salespeople, you know, the right data. As we know, you know, HubSpot split into customers and, and contacts and companies and you can log activity, etc. But one of the, the, the main sort of starting point to all of this is, is really understanding the business and the needs of the business. I think a lot of people think that they can, you know, take HubSpot on, deploy it into sales teams, and then suddenly the sales teams have come far more effective with it. Um, you know, it just doesn't work like that. If you're going to take on a, a platform like HubSpot, then you need to make sure that you're implementing it effectively. And, and one part of that is actually to model the sales process or plan through the sales process and equally do some data modeling in terms of, you know, what is the data you want to capture? What's the data that helps the salespeople? And actually structuring that at outset within the CRM, mapping the sales process, you can then start to uh, customize the portal, your CRM portal to ensure that your salespeople are going to get the most out of it. Because, you know, HubSpot, as we know, is an incredibly powerful tool, but we, we come across too many businesses that adopt it and expect it to, you know, be out the box, tick all the boxes for their uh, for their needs of their business. And it just doesn't work like that. So, yeah, you, know, you mentioned the sales process and mapping the sales process onto, onto the CRM. Um, and that you know brings me on to deals as a functionality within HubSpot. And it's, it's often a feature that, um, you know, many businesses that, you know, they go, they'll buy the, the marketing hub um, or they'll buy one of the, the hubs that isn't sales um, through HubSpot and they'll get deals as part of the free CRM tools. Um, and they see deals in action. And then, you know, a lot of the time I find that, you know, clients and customers will end up wanting to you know, actually move their sales press onto uh, sales process onto HubSpot after seeing deals. Um, so, you know, what is your view on deals and how it how it functions within the, within the CRM? Yeah, I, I, I mean, deals is is a you know really powerful because of course any salespeople wants to track um, the opportunity that having their pipeline and you you know and there's different ways of doing this. You know, we still come across companies whereby you know the salespeople have their own spreadsheets and, and then at the end of the week, you know, they have a meeting with their sales manager and they discuss the spreadsheet and, and move, um, you know, you know discuss the spreadsheet, and move the deals on in that in that way and on that, in that format. Um, actually, you know, when when people start to see the way deal pipeline lines can work in a system like HubSpot where everything's aggregated and you've got real-time information and and you know sales team managers can look remotely at, at deal and opportunity and, and reports can be driven centrally in terms of giving insight to the management team and leadership and suddenly that becomes really powerful and just enhances the sales capability of an organization so um, yeah, I mean, deals is is the basic starting point, isn't it, for all the sales enablement tools that sit in HubSpot. And, and I do think that, you know, it's really nice. It's the Kanban view, if you like, of just being able to move deals along the process and, you know, qualify in, qualify out, closed one, closed lost, and build those deal stages yourselves that map into your process. It is just a nice place to start that then opens up all sorts of possibilities in terms of sales capability. Yeah, definitely. And I think it is worth mentioning that if anyone, any HubSpot user uh, users are listening um, and are still using Excel spreadsheets, um, then definitely go and check out deals um, within your HubSpot portal because 
um, it's quite easy to to map everything you're doing um, in Excel or in other systems onto HubSpot. Um, so it's definitely worth spending some time and having a look at it because it can really change the way um, your sales team and your sales process works. Yeah. And it's important to say, sorry, Matt, it's important to say, you know, we do still come across companies where the marketing team is paying for HubSpot CRM and the sales team are using spreadsheets. And 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 actually, they all have access to this one platform that can can manage both sides of that of, of the business or both parts of the business in that way. So, yeah, absolutely one to uh, consider. OK, so moving on to um, some of the more specific tools for salespeople, um, I just want to talk about templates and snippets and and the document document management side of HubSpot. Um, you know, a lot of the tools built within HubSpot are designed to save salespeople's time and energy and streamline the way they work. So could you give us some more insight on how templates and snippets and uh, some of the document management stuff works within HubSpot? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, hopefully most people listening here kind of understand what templates are, you know, the ability to structure content that, that, potentially is used quite frequently so that it can be reused and easily accessible. Um, and it's the same for snippets as well. Um, so, so templates, for example, um, the sales team um, or management or even marketing can create um, email templates that sit within whether you're using um, 365 or Gmail, etc., and also within HubSpot. But those templates are easy, easily accessible. The templates might be, you know, follow up a lead if they're after an inquiry, or the template might be providing further information about a certain product. Or, you know, if a product has just launched, then the template might be a launch mailer that goes to existing clients. And the benefit of templates is that they you know, they can be used and be consistent across the team, but equally, they can also be um, sort of customized. So the individual salesperson, this is one thing I do find with salespeople, they do like to sort of, um, and, and rightly so, add their own spin to, to emails that go out. So make them a bit more personalized and templates allow you to do that. So quite easily, if you're working within Gmail or 365, um, you can just go in, um, grab the template, um, automatically populates with, with uh, the data, et cetera. And then you can just change things. So you can make it a bit more personalized, et cetera. And, and that's a really easy way just to save time. You know, so many people I know will rewrite um, pretty much uh, the same email to multiple people when templates would just uh, tick the box for them and, and save them lots of time. So I think snippets is also a really nice tool. Um, you know, I use snippets quite frequently and snippets for those people that don't know, they are, uh, I guess, short paragraphs of text elements that can be that could be pulled into emails, that can be pulled into notes on HubSpot or call logging on HubSpot. Um, and they allow you just to say, well, they basically save time. So as a good example is I use snippets for my meetings links. So if I'm emailing someone who might want to book some time with me, then I'll just use a snippet for that. I can easily pick that up from within Gmail and it just drops into the email. So it saves me typing text, basically. Um, the other powerful way I think to use snippets is in uh, call logging. So discovery calls or qualifying calls or outreach calls, etc., where you need to ask certain questions. Well, you can actually set up snippets to be those question prompts. So when you go to call from, from within HubSpot, for example, you might want to just create the call, call log and uh, add a snippet into that those notes and they already prompt the question that you can ask on that call. So you can just add your notes directly into HubSpot. So snippets are a really nice little function that, that save time and, and effort in lots of ways. You know, product launches, invites to webinars, kind of little small um, brackets of text, if you like, that you might send in emails to promote um, something specific to the business, then, then they can be done via snippets and save people lots of time. So snippets is a really nice function. Yeah. 
And you mentioned meetings just before when talking about templates. And meetings is one of the more shinier features of, of the sales hub. Um, and it, it's basically HubSpot's built-in calendar booking functionality. What's your take on it? I mean, I find it's often quite a mixed bag from client to client when using meetings. Um, what, what's your take on that, John? I, I, do you know, I I really like it. And, and it, I have to say, it has saved me considerable time in relation to the email tennis that goes on with booking meetings. Um, you know, I've now got used to using it and I use it all the time. And, uh, you know, at first I used to feel a bit guilty about sending people a link to book time in my diary. I thought, oh, you know, you know I'm kind of putting the effort and work on, on, on them, if you like. But actually, I just find people to take to it really easily. What I've done, and I think a lot of salespeople do, is they set up different meetings. So, for example, example you know i have a i have a 15 minute video call i have a half hour video call and i have an hours video call um and i can basically select whether you know if it's just a qualifying call or an outreach with a prospect or, or maybe someone following up an inquiry then I might just use a 15-minute call. Equally, you, you know, if it's a discovery call, I might use an hour or a couple of hours, etc. But it makes life really easy. I think I think um, you know I naturally. Um, use it. It's my go-to sort of way of booking meetings now um, with any with anyone externally, uh, and I think it's incredibly powerful to to do it in that way. Yeah, I think it's a mindset change for most salespeople and most people using meetings. I think it's just trying to break out of the of the how you put it, the email tennis way of booking a meeting um, instead of just sending a link over. Uh, and, and there's some tips that sorry Matt there's also you know there's tips to using meetings well so for example you know when you're setting up make sure you put five minutes between your meetings otherwise I, as I found out when I first using you know meetings links people could actually literally book hour after hour in your calendar and before you knew it you had sort of five or six hours of meetings and um, without a break in between so it so says some really nice little tips and tricks to to ensure that the, the meetings link is used effectively yeah definitely okay so just want to touch on automation for salespeople. It's something we talked about briefly last uh, on our last podcast. Um, but can you you give us a bit more uh, of an overview of uh, sales automation within HubSpot? Yeah, for sure. So, I, I mean, it's that's quite a big question, actually, Matt. You yeah, know, sorry, to... <laughs> yeah, sorry. yeah, thirty seconds, please, on automation. <laughs> so, sequences is a great tool. Um, you know, sequences allows salespeople to basically kind of react to sales opportunities in a, in a in a methodical way but in a way that's really efficient but but importantly it's a way that's really personalized so when you talk to salespeople about automation that they kind of they're a bit worried that they lose the that the personal sense the engagement piece that comes with with sales engagement um, what sequences does is allow you to have a, a in effect a series of email templates or tasks that the sales person can control so for example um, if someone downloads a content offer from the website and you want to follow as a salesperson, you want to follow that up, then you might have a sequence for follow up of the content offer and you have an email that, that you know, will pop into your mailbox that you can then just plagiarize to make it a little bit more personalized. If you've done a bit of investigation into who's downloaded that, you send that email and then there'll be 
um, a task that's following that up maybe in 24 hours to follow up with a phone call or uh, follow up with another email. And if it's follow up with another email, that email is a template, so it's all ready to go. And again, you can personalize that. So you could have a flow of actions and activity off the back of a content offer download, or it might be an invite to a webinar or a new product launch that's structured, but allows for that de- degree of personalization. So from within the mailbox the um, or the individual's you know, Outlook 365 mailbox or Gmail, they can, they can change those emails. They can make them personalized. They can decide when the individual wants to get those, but it's all set up so that it makes life really easy for them. The other thing that's really nice about sequences, if someone replies to the email or there's activity in relation to that sales opportunity, then the sequence stops so that actually the, you know, the prospect doesn't become confused because they're, they're now, you know, they get another email, which is unrelated, et cetera. So the, the, the sequences tool itself to make salespeople far more efficient is incredibly powerful. And we really like that. And, and we would encourage, you know, most sales teams where, where, you know, they're doing outreach or they're launching new products, et cetera, to use sequences as a fundamental part of the, uh, the sales enablement process. So onto one of my favorite sales tools now, and it's actually um, a plugin extension provided by HubSpot, uh, which is the email extension. Um, you know, it's, it's a bit of a game changer when most salespeople first download this and start using it. Um, what's what's your view on the email extension tool? Well, I think that, that yeah, I mean, I it's kind of something that everybody should have, isn't it? The email extension basically is the ability, salespeople like to work in their mailbox, you know, that they look forward to those, you know, emails coming in, et cetera. And actually asking salespeople to work within a CRM such as HubSpot or Salesforce or whatever it might be, can be quite challenging. They, they, they like to use, you know, they like to, to use those familiar tools. So the email extension actually just allows them to operate within Outlook 365 and within Gmail uh, in the same way as if they were working within the CRM itself. So the ability to, you know, send emails that are then um, attached to the contact record, you know, the fact that you can then see the contact record when you are in uh, when you receive an email from someone so within you know gmail for example for us that you can see the contact record within the uh, you know the google interface is just incredibly powerful so actually from an adoption of crm i find it you, you know um, really important to ensure that the email add-on has been um, properly implemented because it just makes life easier for salespeople. You're not asking them to go from one way of doing things all the way over to actually now you're going to operate in HubSpot and you're going to have to send all your emails from HubSpot, etc. You don't need to do that and therefore you get much better engagement and, and implementation of the sales tools. So overall, do you find that some of the sales tools are used more than others um, and are there some sales tools that probably offer more value than others as well? I, I think that's a, a question. I actually think it depends on the sales process. I, I think every business is different. And actually, you know, we've been into organizations that, um, you know, are very high volume. And, and therefore, things like sequences become really important, et cetera. And we've also gone into, you know, businesses, B2B businesses, where the, the value of the sale is half a million pounds plus. And therefore, the need for those um, individuals to use sales tools is very different. So actually things like templates, documents becomes really important. I think it's something you mentioned earlier. I don't think I answered the question actually, but you know, the ability 
the ability to have documents that you can see when they're being read by the prospect, you know, is incredibly powerful. So um, there's a lot, you know, playbooks. We haven't talked about playbooks and what and what they can bring, um, you know, for certain for certain organisations. I think very much it's it really does depend on the sales team. It depends on the sales process. It depends on the proposition, and therefore the sales tools and sales enablement needs to be mapped against that because there isn't a one size fits all with with HubSpot or any CRM really. And the real key is to pick off the tools that are going to add the most value to the organization and then implement and work with those um, and and build on those as the starting point. So one of the most confusing bits about the sales hub is actually purchasing the sales hub for most businesses. (laughs) So uh, in terms of licenses and the pricing structure around licenses, how do sales hub licenses actually work yeah hubspot licenses i think in uh, in their entirety can be quite confusing in terms of the way <laughs> they've uh, structured it but uh, yeah I, I think that one of the important factors is that you know the market the way marketing is charged from a license perspective is very different to sales so marketing licenses are charged on the basis of the number of contacts in the database in the crm and then you can have unlimited users um, obviously there's different levels of functionality with those licenses um, Sales license is different because they're actually charged on a user basis. So like um, marketing, there's a starter uh, license, a professional license, and an enterprise license. And actually, because it's based on users, so starter, you get two users included. Um, If you buy professional, you get five users included. And if you buy enterprise, you get 10 users included. And then basically for every uh, additional license you need so individual user you then pay an extra amount of money per month or per year depending on how you're how you're billing so the big the big takeaway really is to remember that sales licenses are based on number of users and you pay per user whereas marketing licenses are based on contacts and the number of contacts within the crm within their different tiers of starter professional and enterprise brilliant well thanks for your time today john um thank you for sharing your your sales insights and your your insight into the the sales tools in general it's been really interesting i'm sure a lot of people have, have got um a lot out of that as well no problem matt it's been a pleasure and and you know i think we probably covered there about 40 50 percent of the sales tools available within within um hubspot probably not even that actually so maybe maybe one for another day is advanced sales tool and we can take it a bit further but it's been a pleasure today matt thanks for having me thanks job